Hey everyone, welcome back to Torpid Liver and Other Symptoms of Poor Communication. This is going to be a pretty quick episode. It's uh, something I've had on my mind lately, um, and I, I thought about it more after having a conversation with someone near and dear to me. And it's really not just for communication professionals. This is advice or really a reminder of something you probably already know down deep inside, um, but something that you need to think about when you're having interesting conversations, serious conversations, especially at work, but it it really works in any setting. Um, And it's what I like to call holding all the cards. So uh, let's get underway. My definition of holding all the cards refers to not speaking up. And in an era, especially in the social media era, where either through video or podcasting or uh, posting things in, in various social media accounts, you say exactly what you think and you feel emboldened to tell people the truth. And, and it's not that you shouldn't be truthful. It's just how you tell people the truth. Um, we all feel like we need to speak up. And I'll say as a, as a woman who grew up in an era where women were still finding their footing in terms of going into the workforce and working outside of the home and, and the way that many of us were raised in the United States was not always to speak your mind. Um, and then we learned you know, to have a voice and to feel like we had to speak up and learn to, uh, whether it's right or wrong, learn to think and behave more like a man because we grew up in and went into the workforce in what was still a very male-dominated society, at least from a career perspective. So doing the opposite when you have worked very hard to find your voice um, is is tricky sometimes because I know there are times I, I do want to do that. I want to tell people exactly what I think or I want to be clever and, you know, shoot some zinger out of my mouth. And the reality is if you could learn to not do that in many situations, I believe that you continue to hold the cards, that you continue to have the advantage in any situation, in relationships, in, um, and I don't mean like it's, you know, you don't want to be competitive or weird with your significant other, but I mean in work relationships, in uh, in anything in life, really, knowing when to speak up and when not to will give you a real advantage. Now, I can share a lot of different examples, but here's one in particular. Um, let's say you're in a job that you really don't like, and the reasons for not liking that job could be varied. Uh, you hate your boss, or you really dislike your coworkers, or you know you don't feel like you're fulfilled, whatever that might be. So you go pursue a different job, and you receive a job offer, and it's very exciting, and now the last little detail is the background check, and you know good and well, everything's going to be great. You're going to start this job in a few weeks. So, you know, as soon as you found out or find out that you get the offer, you go tell off that boss that you don't like, or you decide to quit on the spot because you just can't take it another day. Um, or you you just, you, maybe you're polite, but you give notice right away because it just makes you feel so powerful in that moment to say, you know what, I'm out of here. Goodbye, sayonara, avida shane, you know, whatever it is, bye, bye. Um, but, you know, somewhere along the way, something happens and the company has a hiring freeze. And even though they've already extended an offer to you, they rescind that offer. 
Now what you've done is you've screwed up the job you have, which you don't like, and you don't have a new job to go to. And you've also ruined relationships at the place that you were working, which is a bad idea. So, you know, as as much as you want to tell people, I think it's good to not speak up and just think about how great it's going to feel when you can finally tell people that you're leaving. But hold the cards just a little bit longer. And that gives you the advantage and it keeps you in control. Because if you're not looking out for yourself, who's going to, Right you got to take care of yourself. So keep something for yourself. And that means not telling everybody everything that you know. Just hold it a little bit longer. Sometimes it takes practice, but you can do it. And you will feel so good when you do because it's a different kind of self-control. Here's an example of something that can be really beneficial to you and it involves you not speaking up or not responding. So let me let me describe a situation to you because this has probably happened to you. It's happened to me many times. Have you ever been, you know, at work and it's near the end of your work day and somebody calls with, you know, a hair on fire request. Oh my gosh, this thing has to happen and you're the one who has to fix it and I, this is what I need. Or they call and say, hey, that report you sent out is wrong and I found a, I found a percentage error here. I did this thing over here and oh my God, the sky is falling, right? Or you get an email like that. Now, when I was younger, I would tend to respond to those things right away. I'm a little bit manic, I'm pretty energetic and I would just be like, oh, I got to fix that. It's just in my nature to want to fix things or take care of things. Now, you know, with, with experience and time, I, I, I start getting wound up about something and I'm like, wait a minute, this is not my emergency. This is somebody else's made up thing, right? I'm smart. You listeners are smart. And if you calmly think about these situations, I swear y'all like 95% of the time, they're just not really urgent. They're not. And here's the thing that happens. If you're somebody who is like the person I used to be and you constantly respond, then if somebody realizes you're that person, and it's almost subliminal, right? But if they realize you're that person, they're going to keep doing that. They're going to find reasons to have emergencies or or say, you're the only one who can fix this and I need your help with this. And you know maybe they know that you tend to work later than other people, so you're always going to answer your phone when everybody else has gone home for the day. Just don't. Just don't. Don't open your mouth. Don't respond. Because here's what happens. When you do that, you now set a tone with that other person that says, you are not my number one priority right now. You are not an emergency. And I'm going to respond when I'm ready or when I have time. Not now, not because you have hijacked my day or tried to hijack my day. You just don't. The power of not speaking up and not responding is so great in situations like this. And I will tell you, I even coach managers who, who report to me now or, or who have reported to me in previous jobs. I coach them to do the same thing. They will call me and say, oh, this person brought this thing up and I got to deal with it and I need your help. I don't know what to do. And I will calmly say, don't do anything. Like literally do not respond to this person, not just for 24 hours. Don't respond for a couple of days or don't respond to, you know, until the following Monday. It's not that you don't want to be supportive. 
but you are choosing when to respond. And what that does very quietly is reinforce to the other person, hey, your urgent made up thing is not mine. Okay, so I'm going to deal with it when I'm ready to, or I'm going to refer you to somebody else, or I'm not going to respond at all. And here's the thing. We worry about stuff, and most of the time it turns out to be nothing. Sometimes if someone tries to put you in a situation like that, and you just wait, and you don't respond over a weekend or over a couple days, you know what? The situation resolves itself, and you didn't have to lift a finger. You didn't have to take on somebody else's crud, right? You just don't, because they'll go find somebody else to see if they can get somebody else to do it, or they'll realize that it really wasn't that important anyway. And the other advantage of doing that is if you really do need to respond to something, you're buying yourself time to figure out the right approach and the right way to solve a problem and the right way to take care of something calmly where you have time to think and and do it in the best way possible. So it's a it's a really simple trick. And the more you do it, the better you get at doing it. So When somebody does something like that to you, just pause, think about it, realize that it's probably not a thing, and then don't respond. Again, you're holding the cards, you are setting the tone. And it feels really good when you do that. It really um, reinforces the confidence that you have within you. Let me give you another example of when it makes sense to not speak up and to hold all the cards. When you are listening to someone and maybe you're having an argument or maybe it's a more uh, serious conversation, you might already be formulating a response in your head. And that's something that's really common. I do it. Lots of people do it. Um, And I personally work really hard at not doing that. But sometimes, depending on the person and depending on how I'm feeling, I have a bad habit of not completely listening. And I'm already deciding how I want to respond to something that someone said because either it ticked me off or I feel like I need to defend myself or, you know, it could be any number of things. Um, And again, it's quite common. It is, in fact, really liberating If you can learn not to do that, you not only show respect for the other person speaking, but for you, it really helps you maintain an advantage. It is so liberating to just give your head the clear space to listen without trying to formulate a response or come up with all the things you want to say, you know, as a, uh, not a retort, but, you know, to, to get back at somebody or to defend yourself. You don't need to do that. Just listen. It's like taking a nice deep breath and listening calmly. And that helps you think about the right way to respond or whether you should respond at all. And sometimes, you know, you're in a tough situation. You just need to walk away. Maybe you don't need to respond at all. The other way that it's really powerful is even if you're ready to respond, Sometimes one of the most powerful things you can do is just have that really long pause because most people were just built this way. Most people, at least in, in, in my culture in the United States, 
a lot of us want to fill in the gaps. So if somebody gets quiet and doesn't respond to you right away, you want to start talking. You want to fill that, what we call dead air. But let us, let somebody else fill that space. Just be quiet. So if the other person has finished speaking, just wait like you're thinking about it. And just that is, it might cause them to spill the beans on something that they didn't want to say or might cause them to uh, say more than they wanted to say. But again, that gives you an advantage if you're in a difficult situation. So just wait. Don't open your mouth and calmly listen. You know, this is helpful too if you've ever served on a board of directors or you're on a team where you need to make group decisions or you're you're working on strategic um, uh, strategic plans and things like that where you really need to have diversity of thought. You know, give everyone in the room a chance to speak up. You might want to speak. And if and if and if it's something really important, well of course you should speak up and say what you want to say. But other times it's better to just calmly listen to all the diverse voices in the room because you're giving yourself time to process all that and you might come up with a really great solution or something really meaningful or you might be better able to poke holes in someone's theory that you know might lead to not the best solution depending on what you're working on so give yourself the freedom to do that and again it takes practice but um, it can come in really handy you know, there's a, <laughs> okay, I'm diverting here. Uh, one of my favorite bands is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Rest His Soul. I love Tom Petty, love that band. Uh, one of the songs he wrote is called Crawling Back to You. And there's a line in that song that I really love. And in essence, he says, most things I worry about never happen anyway. And you've probably heard variations on that, right? But I always remember that most things we worry about never happen anyway. When you are concerned about something, you want to speak up. And if you're like me, the way I'm built is that I want to fix things for people. I want to solve things. It's how I was raised. It's just innately how I am. And I've had to work really hard at undoing some of that. But sometimes I want to go and fix something that doesn't need fixing, right? And you might be in similar situations where maybe you've been put in what you consider to be an ethical dilemma, right? And you feel like you need to speak up. And of course, I'm not saying you shouldn't. You absolutely should. If you work for a, a good company, for example, and it's an ethical company, you have an obligation as, as an employee of that organization to speak up. But sometimes if you're put in an, a difficult situation, the best thing you can do, and, and this is hard to do when you're worried, but the best thing you can do is try not to worry and give yourself a little space to see if it doesn't work itself out. Sometimes when people try to put you in a difficult situation, you want to respond to that right away. I'm saying the best thing you can do is not worry about it and just wait a little while because you can always report it. You can always speak up, you know, in a couple of days. Because humans are the way that we are, in many cases, the thing you worried about will never happen anyway. The situation will reverse itself or somebody will say, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry I brought you into this. Forget about it. I'm going to make this right. And you are clean. You don't have to get involved in it. If you can just bite your tongue and nod and listen 
and don't respond right away. Because like I said, you want to respond when you're worried about something. And sometimes the best thing you can do is try not to worry about it and just give yourself a little time. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I hope you found it beneficial. If you ever want to ask a question or want to share a comment about the podcast, you can do that through my website. It's torpidliver.com. There's a chat button on the lower right corner of the page. And when you click on that, a dialogue box will open up and then you can submit your comments. And I'm usually pretty good about responding within a day or two, unless I'm on vacation or something like that. So, so don't hesitate to, to share your comments with me. I'd love to hear from you. Oh, and I also want to make you aware that the next podcast, I'm, I'm really excited about this. My guest will be Alex Malouf from Saudi Arabia, and we'll be talking about the power of emerging markets, especially when it comes to uh, communication and marketing opportunities in those markets. So that should be a really good one, and that's going to be coming up really soon. So that's it for now. Until then, thanks again for joining me. Stay safe and stay sane.